We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Mayman here for another Brooklyn Buzz and another Nets W. The Nets take down the Atlanta Hawks at home, 114 to 102, thanks to a pretty solid stretch across those second and third quarters, where the Nets went 8 of 8 from 3 in the second. They continued the momentum, holding the Atlanta Hawks to 18 points as well in that third quarter. So those two quarters were integral to the Nets winning. So they outscored them 69 to 42 in those two quarters combined. And it was the fewest points that they gave up in a third quarter this season in those 18 points that I alluded to a little bit earlier. So the Nets have found a little bit of momentum. Again, against the Hawks team, Nick dived deep into the last one, did a fantastic job on that one. And again, this is a Trey Youngless Hawks, but what I felt watching this game was the fact that the Nets are starting to find the identity that Kevin Ollie wants them to find and starting to execute in a way. Now, again, against lesser competition, and I think before you know Kevin Ollie's first game and just after the All-Star break... I alluded to the fact that the Nets have the second easiest strength of schedule. Some people were like, doesn't matter. That Raptors game, you know, we threw it out the window. Who cares about strength of schedule? But I think it does matter now because they got the Grizzlies next up and, you know, that's a game that they should win and they continue to build a bit of momentum. They're only two spots behind the Atlanta Hawks uh, for that playing spot at, at 10. And if Trae Young remains out and the Nets continue to play this well, you know, again, it's going to be intriguing to see whether the Nets can continue to climb the standings and earn themselves a spot in the playing tournament. And again, you know, it's the playing tournaments. Who, who cares? But, you know, the next couple of games are, are, are as follows. Grizzlies at home, Sixers at home, Pistons away, Hornets away. Then you got the Cavs away and the Magic away. So the next four games, if the Nets go 4-0, and it's going to put them in a pretty nice and tidy position to really start to solidify themselves as a, a play-in contender. But it's going to be about continuing to, to execute in, in ways that we saw tonight in terms of, you know, offensive execution in terms of the three ball, in terms of, you know, making the right decisions in terms of creating defense from offense. But 
a lot of things that were done tonight can easily be done against the teams, you know, the next four teams. It'll be trickier when it comes up against, you know, the Cavs and the Magic, those teams who are a little bit of a level above the Nets. You know, we saw, you know, against the Magic a couple of days ago, you know, how much that was the case even without Palo Bancaro. So we'll see how it does pan out. But just to dive a, a little bit deeper into this game, you know, Firstly, this is the first time the Nets won two in a row in over a month since January 7 to 29. So it's a nice little feeling to finally build some semblance of momentum. And I think Mikael Bridges you know, said a similar thing when he was speaking to, to Nets media. He said, uh, in terms of the energy you know, heading into this Hawks game and thinking about the settings, he's like, I think it was everybody's voice in that these are two important games. At uh, this moment, it's kind of like a little playoff series. These two big wins, it just shows the fight. So I think that... The Nets need to continue to have that mentality of not just like making all like different games like this one's more important than the other. Like every game matters now. Every game has always mattered. And I think, you know, in the past, you know, that that Milwaukee Bucks game was, you know, a, a complete, you know, veering off of that mentality. But now we need to make every game count if we want to end this season with some semblance of momentum, a high heading into an off season where who knows what could happen. But yeah, it's there's foundations now that the Nets can continue to move forward and find winning form and winning patterns. We've seen that a little bit already. You know, the rotation's looking a, a little bit more solid. Kevin Ollie's finding his, his fans starting to find his footing as well in terms of how he's managing the team. So, look, I'm cautiously optimistic about how we go, but I guess we'll see how it does pan out if the Nets lose to the Grizzlies or the Sixers. You know, those two lesser teams with how they are performing and the, the injuries that they do have, you know, it could all go off the rails. But in saying that, let's dive deep a little bit into, you know, a, a few of the play-by-play. So I wanted to speak about, you know, DFS today, who, you know, wasn't incredible by any stretch of the imagination. You know, in, when you're looking at his his points, he, he kicked off the, the scoring, you know, five or seven from the field, one or three from three, five assists, four boards, a steal, uh, for, and plus 19, led the team uh, in plus minus for, with his 11 points. So I think for him, what we saw tonight was just decisiveness and physicality and just execution. Like he was closing out when there were openings there. He's like, okay, Capella's not at the rim. I'm going there. And I think the Nets made the most of the opportunities with, I, I would like simplify, you know, sorry, surmise today's performance as just being a bit more authoritative, a bit more, you know, purposeful in the way that the Nets were doing things and DFS started that the in, in that fashion as well you know Mikhail really found he's putting in like 20 points in the first half and I think it's probably I should probably st- have started the pod with him and I think I'll get to him now you know I'm just bounc- bouncing a little bit around this is how these solo pod- pods work sometimes guys but Mikhail Bridges 39 minutes 14 of 26 in the field 5 of 10 from 3 5 of 5 from the free throw line as well as five boards, two of them offensive, two steals, two assists, a block for his 13, plus 13 on the night, and he's 38 points. And he was doing it all in terms of the level of scoring that he was showing. You know, he was finding that mid-ranger, looked smooth with it. He was driving and and making like, you know, lateral and, and you know, he had this like corkscrew driving layup at like 68, 64, and it was you know, really smooth. And he's got great dexterity and body control and, and pace around the rim when he can do that. You know, he's had a nice, like, really deep three towards the end of the seconds. 
Uh, that, that looked really, really good. And then a, a, another really big three-pointer at 99.85 to sort of extend that stretch. You know, a sort of, he had the emote celly, you know, the, the little typing one with the three-pointer. And then that was a four-point play for him. Also, you know, had a steal leading to a transition layup for himself as well. So I think Mikhail was doing it all tonight. And he was doing it all in a way that didn't feel like he was having to carry the team. You know, despite him having 38 points, the rest of the starters all had 10 points or more. You know, DFS 11, as I alluded to. Cam Johnson continued his hot form, 23. 12 for Clax, 14 for Schroeder. You know, really nice balance from those starters, but Mikel Bridges was filling it within the flow of the offense. You know, he was getting open shots. He was making the right passes. And the, it just shows you that how good Mikel Bridges can be. You know, I think Cam Johnson said after the game, you know, he wasn't listening to all the noise, but everyone sees how hard he works. And look... He's not a, a, a high-tier, you know, sort of Paul Georgie sort of type, but this is the sort of Mikel Bridges that we saw for large stretches at the end of last season when he first became in there. Now, I think the Hawks guarded him a little bit differently tonight. They seemed to give him a lot more space, and I think that made him a lot more comfortable and allowed him to sort of find a bit of a flow for himself. But in saying that, you know, he... he he was purposeful, he was aggressive, and he was taking what the offense and, and sorry, what the defense was giving him. So a full credit to Mikael Bridges for leading the team tonight with a, a massive performance, and hopefully he, he can carry that into the Grizzlies as well. But after the break, guys, I'll get to the rest of the starters, the rest of the game. Clacks with a big one. Dennis Schroeder continuing to find his form. Cam Johnson continuing his hot vein of form. And then the Nets continuing to do some good things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I guess I'll get to... uh, Let's get to Cam Johnson because I think Cam Johnson deserves a bit of time because he backed up his performance the other game, uh, one of his best games as a net. With another really, really good game as a Brooklyn net. 6 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 7 of 7 from the free throw line. I can't remember the last time Cam Johnson had 7 free throws and hit all of them. Some of them was some of those were 4 point plays. And he also had 5 boards, one of them offensive, had, a, had an assist, had a steal uh, for his 23 points tonight. And it's nice to see him... Fu- Look, now, some people will be like, well, why was he doing this at the start? Well, better late than never. Let's focus on the now, guys. Let's be let's be present. Let's be mindful of, of where the, the guys are at right now. And Cam Johnson had a great game. You know, he was really... Uh, I think the, the play of the night for me was... He had... Uh, he had this play, where was it? Let me, let me find it. Yeah, so at 91.82, he was running a pick and roll with Clax. And he's done that at points this season 
where he's had some pick and roll opportunities and he has this really smooth sort of floater so I think the diversity of the offense now is making the Nets a more dangerous team and I think that it's more not necessarily equal opportunity but I think everyone's starting to find confidence and flow and understand their role and what they can contribute in terms of their strengths and weaknesses you know he also had a, a you know a four point play you know he missed an initial three Jalen Wilson tips it out that kid oh, we'll get to that kid later and he's he's done a great job in earning that standard NBA contract you know he had a four-point play off of these his second three-point make off the initial miss and that was a, a big play to, to give the net some breathing room so well Cam Johnson you know there will be plenty of discourse about him including some from myself and I was positive about him and I, some people said I was too positive about him but look you, you judge the, the most recent thing you know there's 82 games and that's a 60 games down you know, 24 and 36, not necessarily amazing, but Cam Johnson, his last two games has been pretty bloody great. And I think he's up to about 40% shooting from three on the season now. And that's what you want from him. He needs to be that to, to really solidify and, and you know, make that, you know, $94 million contract worth it for the Nets. But yeah, great game from him, but also a great game from Nick Claxton. Six and nine from the field, 13 boards, four assists, two steals, two blocks for his 12 points. Close to that 15, sort of 15 number, but his defensive defensive presence is what kept the Nets in it at different points. And in the second and third quarters, his defensive tenacity, ferocity, and aggression. You know, he started the game, you know, uh, 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 it left a little bit to be desired, but, you know, he started to really find his footing and him and Schroeder's connection, you know, is in a pick and roll sort of tandem. Their two-man game is, is, is lovely to see. There are a couple of individual plays to, to point out from Clax at 70-64. He had a, a really nice righty finish of sort of a bit of a scramble sort of offensive play. And he sort of looks at his right hand on the on the way back up the floor. You know, Clax, there's a there's a line for Clax where it's just like he can go beyond it and get too aggressive and, and a bit silly. But when he's in that sort of zone, that sort of, you know, that sweet spot, that's where he's playing at his best. And look, he... The, the, the future of Nick Claxton is one that will be discussed for days and days and days and days and days on end. You know, does he deserve to start? You know, Daron Sharp was shooting threes. Is is this guy expendable, et cetera, et cetera. But tonight's game has showed them that he's worthy of, you know, 20-plus million dollars, whatever you sort of want to pay him. But with Daron Sharp and not Clowney in reserve, you know, Nick Claxton needs to keep playing like this. He also had an insane block on Jalen Johnson. Like, it was... You could see Jalen Johnson was driving and Clax noticed it. And he's like, um, it was like a, a lion hunting a gazelle. And he just like swatted that shit. And I sort of tried to do, <laughs> obviously on an audio platform, not the best, but I tried to do the visual of him like swatting it and like clapping it against the, the backboard. It was like hard as hell. It was like that ball was going to go through the glass, but that was an incredible block. And he has a nice block, you know, a little bit earlier than that on on, on, on Boyan Bogdanovich, which led to uh, Mikhail Bridges' you know, easy layup for him, you know, just, I think, a, a possession or two before that. So his defensive tenacity and force, like he needs to not, he needs to be an all-round defensive presence, you know, in drop, in switch. He needs to continue to be impactful and forceful. And I think offensively that relies on Guys like Schroeder and Dennis Smith Jr., these guys finding him easy shots. You know, the the Schroeder to, to Clax lob connection at, at 94-83 was, was really nice. You know, Schroeder gets a, at 102-90, Schroeder gets a second defender that, you know, goes to him and allowing an opportunity for him to find Clax on the inside and then he finishes for, for two points. So I think that there needs to be a solid 
point guard for, for Clax to continue to, to play the way that he is. And if Dennis Schroeder can continue to be solid enough, like he was tonight, and he was above that tonight, then he's going to be... He's going to be gravy. You know, Clax relies on, on, on some of his teammates in terms of finding good opportunities for him. And he's starting to create a little bit more for himself. We've seen that at different points this season of fake, you know, DHOs and, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, good to see Clax City continuing to, to build his stock. Dennis Schroeder, despite being 4 of 13 from from the field, he was 3 of 4 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. And had 8 assists to go with his 2 blocks. And Dennis just provides stability in a way that I think the Nets wanted Spencer Dinwiddie to do you know he's got a bit more attitude you know he's sort of I think he's a he's a much greater and more impactful defender I I just think he's just he fits this team and their sort of dogged hunter mentality whatever you want to sort of say about them he fits that really well and he's already developed like that synergy with, with Clax as I alluded to and he just he has something about him. He has something about him, and you know he continues to to be a, a pretty positive presence uh, for the Nets in, in what he's been doing. But yeah, the, the, all the starters guys were were really great. You know, Jalen Wilson uh, as well in his sixteen minutes, providing those little hustle plays, four boards. You know, that's where you sort of look to him. Yeah, hit a three ball as well. Dennis Smith Jr., despite only being one of six in the field and, and one of three from three, was plus three in his minutes and did have six assists and six boards. That sort of you know, dogged mentality that I was alluding to is Dennis Smith Jr., you know, all over. You know, he was just fighting and and, and he was just, his tenacity. And I like him and Darren Sharp together. And Darren Sharp, two or four from the field, uh, had five boards as well, two blocks, uh, two or four from the free throw line. Those two I like as a sort of tandem, like, Schroeder and Claxton. I think they've they've got a ways to go in terms of, but I think that there's there's something there. I, I think both of their rebounding is just incredible, and I think that's where you know guys are being able are starting to, as I alluded to earlier, be able to showcase their individual talents and their individual strengths in a way that we haven't seen at different points this year. Like this is sort of the the perfect sort of game outside of like Lonnie Walker, who wasn't amazing and. You know, and in terms of guys just being able to showcase a play or two of what they really can do and what they're really, really good at. So, yeah, overall, guys, just a, a great sort of game from the Brooklyn Nets to, to continue to their winning ways. Will they continue it against the Memphis Grizzlies and the, and the Philadelphia 76ers with a, a couple of days off? Fingers and toes across. But, you know, overall, 15 to 32 from three. That's what you like to see, nearly 47% from there. They... That they only had, you know, they really got out in the fast break, you know, 15 points to zero in fast break points. So that was, you know, massive for them. So those were a few little statistical indicators that are, that are worth noting about the Nets. They they rebounded the ball well, also winning that sort of department. So good win from the Nets, guys. You know, is it everything? No. Is it anything? Probably. It's something. And hopefully they can continue their winning ways and the, the principles and the foundations that were instilled in this game and continue to take it against the Grizzlies. Make sure you subscribe to the Brooklyn Bars on all streaming platforms. Give us, a, give us a rating review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. Tell your friends and family. The Nets are back. The buzz is back. Let's keep going, Nets world. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.